Oh shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. Very much. You're like, oh, gotta, gotta work on that. Woo. You're listening to the nth cast. This is episode 38. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Well, a little of the Walking Dead, a little fear of the Walking Dead. Just pretty much the Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah, just all of the Walking not Dead. Not zombies, the Walking Dead. No, we we can't call them zombies. That's too... Well, bourgeois. they're not... It's very bourgeois. Bourgeois. And, <laughs> and, and we're above that. How long have you been trying to work bourgeois? Honestly, it just came to me right now. Into conversation. I went with it. Any other time, I probably would not have used that word because it sounds... B- douchey. It sounds douchey, <laughs> but I was... bourgeois, but it worked. I feel like it worked. Uh, it was very bougie. It was bougie. Mm, well, bourgeois. <laughs> it's throwing me off now. Sorry, I didn't mean to. It's quite all right. Uh, well, we can't call them zombies because they're not called zombies no. in the Walking Dead universe. Walkers. They are walkers. Which is why they, the Walking Dead walkers. I mean, there's maybe some correlation there. So I thought we would take a little bit of time to walk down memory lane. Which kind is of always fun to do. Discuss the phenomenon, which is The Walking Dead. And it is a phenomenon. It is, absolutely. And I think zombie culture, which we don't want to get into, but The Walking Dead has really brought zombie culture to the forefront lately. And you see it everywhere. They've got zombie cruises, zombie runs, where you get chased by zombies. and Zombie ice trays. Sure. Zombie alarm clocks. People, Kids are saying <laughs> when they grow up, they want to be zombies. I mean, I, I they're guess. everywhere. No, ask them. I want to be a zombie. I I've I have never met a child that wants to be a zombie. But you need to get out more. I talk to more children. I like being secluded. Just <laughs> yeah. in case the apocalypse does happen. What if the child is actually a zombie and we don't know? <laughs> so we're gonna take a, a a stroll down good old memory lane and we're going to then take a look at the upcoming companion series, Fear the Walking Dead. Which comes out this month. October. October. That's when no. the originals. That's when. That is true. Dead that is when the original. Back. August 23rd. Yes. I need to really dial back on the. I don't. Quantity or. It's my fault. It's my fault. You didn't bring I, whiskey. I know. I got sidetracked. And here in Texas, liquor stores close at nine. So that's my fault. And they're not open on the weekends. No. And we can't not. get it at the convenience store, which no. is probably for the best. That's probably. I mean, we could try to find some moonshine. Maybe that's what we need to do. Have like an official nth cast moonshine. I'm for it. I am too. I'm Anybody? A, you know what? I'm buying all... <laughs> I'm going to uh, buy a still tomorrow. And some white light. And some fixings. Yeah. I just get a lot of For corn. some corn squeezins. Some, some corn mash. <laughs> and get the the <laughs> copper snake or worm. Is it a worm or a snake? Who knows? Uh, well, you mean for the coil? Yeah. What do they call it? A worm or a snake? Uh, uh, Pro- I, maybe both. I, I think it depends on what uh, geographical lo- uh, location you're at. Or the I, thickness of the wire. Uh, I don't know. Maybe an anaconda then. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's a redwood. So I like it. Yeah. Nth cast moonshine. Hmm, I think that would sell. Okay, Walking Dead. So Walking Dead is the brainchild of one Mr. Robert Kirkman. Yes. 
And I don't think he envisioned it being near as popular when he started. Well, he actually image. Okay. So it's put out by image comics. It's still going to today. I think their most recent issue is one forty seven. I think so. So it's been going on for quite some time. A while. And if I remember correctly, when he first introduced the idea uh, to Image, even though it's an independent publisher and you you can kind of do whatever you want, they didn't like the idea of a, a zombie uh, ongoing series. And I, if I remember reading an interview correctly, he mentioned that uh, it was part of an alien plot. <laughs> really? And he just made that up just so he could sell the series. That's hilarious. And the rest really? is and the rest is history, as they say. Um, and it it was made into a TV series starting what 2010. Yes, or is it 2011? I think it was 2010. I feel like we should have done more research. Well, we're not really talking. We're talking about Fear <laughs> the Walking Dead. We are talking about Fear the Walking Dead, but I don't think we can talk about Fear the Walking Dead without getting into some of the history. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, Actually, I, I listened to uh, Mark Maron's interview with Robert Kirkman, mm-hmm. which is maybe a couple of weeks old now. And if you haven't listened to that, uh, definitely give a listen uh, to that podcast. Uh, sure. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Thank but you. It, was, it was really cool. Um, it really kind of digs in deep. Uh, actually, I, I forgot that they're making um, his other series, Outcast, into a, right. uh, a, a, a series on uh, Cinemax. So I it's think they be uh, a little more adult oriented. Yeah. Well, and I think he's got enough credibility now from the Walking Dead popularity. They're like, whatever, if you you made something, we'll put it on TV. Why not? Uh, and you know, it's interesting because I read back, I went back and I read some of the uh, comics, and I feel like his writing style has kind of matured. Sure Over the has. series, it's it's kind of interesting because I know he was in his early twenties when he started uh, writing Walking Dead, or, and I think or thinking that, about it at least. And, yeah, I think even with the series though, like the way that it started, it wasn't a series because people were still trying to figure out what was going on, and then as the series progresses, situations get more dire and more desperate, and the writing I think it does a really good job of reflecting that. Yeah. So, I mean, and as you go through life, you get more mature and you get better at doing it. So it's just all together has worked really well, especially in the most recent issues. One of the things I find most fascinating about it is that he pretty much envisions it going on for a really long time. Yeah. And because it's all about uh, not necessarily the apocalypse, but. I think he has an end in mind where it's you get, you look back and you go, hey, remember that time yeah. when there was all these zombies? Yeah. And yeah, you remember the good old days? That's actually kind of interesting it, to 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 think about that the the end of the series is not the the death of all humanity or or it, it is how humanity overcame that. And I think maybe. Struggle. Maybe we're touching on a little bit about maybe what makes this different and unique within this uh, zombie subculture. Sure. This story really, I do feel, has some uniqueness about it, and it is definitely one full filled with hope. Yeah, and so. I think that's what resonates with a lot of people. But I like the fact that he has an ending in mind because I think that makes a 
you're better able to tell the story because I think there's a lot of stories that people try to tell where they don't have an ending in mind and they're just like, why on earth did you go that way? What are we doing here? Let's let's try this, see where it lands. But if you have it all plotted out and you know the beginning and you know the end, you can create a better arc in between. And I think Walking Dead has done a phenomenal job of this really good story and character arc, introducing new characters and getting rid of characters along the way. But it has all really worked, in my opinion. And I think it's worked in two different mediums. Absolutely, it I, has. I feel like there's there's a fan base that that very strongly supports the comic. Yeah, of course there is. I, I can't imagine someone would read the comic and not watch the show. But I know there's a lot of people that watch the show that would never pick up the comic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of people I don't even th- think I don't even... Don't even know that it was a comic first. Okay. And that's fair. Sure. Um, And I I find that very fascinating. So, and I know we had discussed briefly, there's a lot of um, opportunities or divergences per se. And I I didn't necessarily want to get into that. But other than to say that I appreciate that and I personally like that. Um, Yeah, I do too. You know, Game of Thrones has done that. Uh, to to what I feel like is some we're starting to see some success from a storytelling perspective, uh, and you're not bound by previous material, and you can really tell yeah. a, a a different a different type of story that still feels like it's part of the overall story and sure. has the correct tone and feels like it would fit. Yeah, it's in the same world. And because they have maybe gone past where George R. R. Martin has gone, they have to they're gonna have to come up with some storytelling on their own. And I hopefully that will motivate him to finish those books. But that's a totally different episode. That that is a total yes. I'm and sorry. We we mm. this is a Fear mm. of the Walking Dead episode. Yeah. Because we could go off on a tangent whoa. on that quickly. No, and I do <laughs> not want to start a Game of Thrones. Oh, there's yeah, there's enough there's, of those. There's plenty of and those. And some of them are awesome. So, yeah. Which we would not be. No, find the one that, that you like. That's somebody else's job, yeah. not ours. That's not our bag. Uh, that being said, uh, well, I guess we should tell everybody now. I mean, I think we've... We can, yeah. We've hinted at it. We've flat out said it before. Beat around the bush enough. We... <sighs> Is that not a good... You don't like no, that phrase? No, I like beating around the bush, but... Yeah. Not that bush. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> um, we are going to be doing a Fear the Walking Dead podcast. Yes, we are. As a companion piece to our own Anthcast. Mm-hmm. And so some of the feedback we've gotten in the past is that while listening to us talk about a particular television series that we won't even name. I'm not. No, don't do it. It is. It is a series that shall not be named. No, let us down. <laughs> you failed us, <laughs> and you know who you are. We we didn't necessarily get any overly negative feedback. I don't think we got any positive feedback. I think we either. got constructive feedback. We did get constructive which was, feedback. We skip past that every week. Let's get to the good that, stuff. Let's get to the good stuff. Uh, but part of it, too, was that uh, if someone had not seen it yet, they would have to – they felt like they needed to skip past that because they didn't want to have any spoilers or anything sure. like that. And so we just thought it made so much better sense that if we were going to dedicate a large segment of the show to a, a TV series, that why don't we just do a separate podcast Absolutely. for that? 
Uh, now, I don't envision that we're going to do this for every TV series that we watch. Oh, God. Because we would be oh. on 100 different shows. Right. And that's a whole different network. Right. And I really so. <laughs> don't want to have to do a Real Housewives, you know, Ooh. because I know that's what well, you Well, not watch. a podcast. Right. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. I yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, de- nah. depending on which city. You know, there's 27 cities. So, well, which city would you prefer? I don't even know what cities there. You're the one that watches <laughs> Why, it. I really? I don't know. I I know. I watch Total Divas. Well, oh, any of them? <laughs> oh my gosh! In in every city. Yeah, we better. What? what we, Ooh, we better what change the subject. What city are we in today? Yeah, I know, right? Doesn't matter. Right. What? Doesn't matter. What? Slam we're, City. What? We're in Tuscaloosa. Pound Town. Yeah. That's where we're at. <laughs> Got a one way ticket to Pound Town, sweetie. <laughs> What? <laughs> what you want to work on? You sure you can put me in the figure four. That's so now, totally okay. So now that we've gotten off track, now that we've become dirty old men again, ah, we've always been dirty. We just don't always say it out middle loud. Middle aged men. I'm yeah. So do we want to go over some of our favorite moments from the? Yeah, TV we do. Series? Okay, go ahead. From the TV. Do you want me to do the TV series that comes? Oh, I don't. It doesn't matter. Go, go whenever. This is uh, this is free and easy, oh, you just, know. We're just, just let it breathe. Just let explore it breathe. the space. Yeah, explore absolutely. the space. Okay, I'm gonna go with the comics first because I want to. My, I did five, and I didn't number them five to one. They're just I took picked five. Oh, that, goody, a list. Yeah, what's well, a list? <laughs> but they're not numbered five to one. It's not like this is my fifth favorite moment. Just five moments from the comics that really I think were defining and pivotal in the series, but also. Awesome, just for storytelling in general. So okay, I'd like to hear it. First, uh, I- issue 100, and if you've read the series, you know what I'm talking about already when I say issue 100, is when Glenn meets Lucille. And if you don't know who Lucille is, Lucille is Nagin's bat. He has a bat wrapped in barbed wire. And to prove how awful he is, he randomly picks one of the survivors to kill, and it's just eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Oh, Glenn, you win. And... Proceeds to beat him to death in front of the other survivors with his bat, Lucille, to prove that he's evil. But also, Glenn was probably everybody's favorite character in the comic series, or if not the favorite, one of the favorites, and that nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Everybody can die. It was very, it was kind of vindictive, and there was a huge outcry of it. But I thought it was great storytelling to show that in this world, you know, you think you're good. You've made it through all this hundred issues of surviving zombies, and you just meet a crazy dude that's going to beat you to death with a bat. So awesome! I feel like that should be number one, probably. Um, but my favorite, uh, personally, this is my favorite in the in the comic series. Carl, you look like you're about to have a moment. I might. Carl in the TV series. Carl is annoying <laughs> as shit. Just drives me nuts. <laughs> Carl, stay in the house. Yes, ma'am. And then, what, Carl, what the fuck are you doing out here? <laughs> like, Carl doesn't know how to listen. But in the comic book, while they're escaping the prison, Carl gets shot in the face with a stray bullet that basically tears off one eye and half of his face. And you've seen the panel where he's just sitting there and he's got a hole through half of his head where his eye would be. And he goes, Dad? And then he goes in a coma. But that... That just uh, like dear old dad, yeah, just like dear old dad. That, oh. that panel is one. Of, I'm one of my favorites in all of comic books. To be honest, it's pretty iconic. It I is iconic, say. and it's. Is it okay to say that that that's iconic? Absolutely, I mean, it is. Uh, it's stunning because it's for a couple reasons. It's a kid, right? You know, he's a ten year old boy, and living in this crazy world, and he's been protected by his dad fiercely. But there's, 
you know, things happen and he just a random bullet. Everything, everybody thought he was okay. And he gets shot in the head coma and they thought he was going to die. You know, half your face is gone. But that was really Carl's, the beginning of Carl's transformation and becoming like a total badass and his innocence was gone. But he was still a little innocent up until that point. Yeah. And then when that happened, gone. Getting shot in the face kind of has that That'll effect. Ch- yeah, losing, you know, he can only see out of one eye for the rest of his life. You lose your right eye, you know? I that think sucks. Every, I think every day is an opportunity to grow up a little bit in this environment. Sure. At, probably at an accelerated rate. So it always annoys me in this situation, in these situations where people are like, when people, I get tired of people's pussy ass bullshit. Yes. Absolutely. Very quickly. Yes. Because it's like, what are you doing? No. I agree with this you. This is live or die. What, what, no. Right. But it's interesting. And that's what I, this is one of the things I like about this universe is because it's not about, it's not about the walkers. It's not about the zombies. I think the, they're more the, of a background. That's just a, yes. It is just a, a, a setting. Yes. It is just a setting. It's a scenario. And I think the thing that, that strikes me most about this is that you really don't need to worry about the walkers. They figure out how to deal with them. Yeah. Unless you come upon the, a herd when you're not ready, you're going to be okay. Your greatest threat. Other human is other human. Yes. And that's life. It's and it's chilling to think about, and because we don't do that because we, we have don't. all these rules and stuff in place that prevent that from happening. But in a post-apocalyptic world, no, 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 those rules aren't in place. Well, I think that based on the setting and the scenario, it brings things to the forefront mm-hmm. that cannot be ignored. Because if you really were to stop and think about it. That's your daily life anyway. Absolutely. You're up against someone at your job, Mm -hmm. at school. They're always trying to keep Even your friends. Yeah. You're always jockeying for position. You're always trying to put yourself in a better better light. You're always trying to You're um, always a little you're always being selfish. Absolutely. And but you you know, you can kind of squash any thoughts around that because um are we done with it? I don't want to start making points. No, no. I've got I was about to get on a roll. Do you, want me, you want me to do the rest of them real do quick? Do the rest of okay. them. We'll get back into that. Let me just yeah. save that. Sure. Put a pin in that because yeah. I, well, if I get started, well, you won't I'm, I, I'm, I might not stop. I, I get it. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll pin that. Let's put a pin okay. in that. Okay. And I have, I have a couple others. Um, when Rick gets his hand cut off, Rick doesn't ever get really hurt in the TV series, but in the comic, the governor to prove his how mm. evil he is, and then also to show that even the main character isn't protected. He gets his right hand cut off, his shooting hand, his gun hand, you know, and just for no reason other than the fact that the governor's an evil guy. Just because, yeah, you know what? <laughs> you, you know why? Because I don't want you to have a hand anymore. Well, what do you expect from a guy that uh, keeps his daughter, get, keeps his daughter, his daughter, and then feed? You know, has yes. to harvest people to feed her. Yes. So that was, and that's pretty iconic scene too, I think. And then also Julie, um, Julie, she's not in the show, but in the comic series, Uh her and her boyfriend decide that, you know, in this, they don't want to live anymore in this world. So they're going to have sex one more time and then shoot each other. So they're done. Right. But her boyfriend probably in both cases jumps to the gun a little early mm. and pulls pulls the trigger too soon Oops. and kills Julie before she shoots him. They're supposed to shoot each other at the same time. So Julie's dad, Tyrese, comes in and kills the boyfriend, strangles him. But then Julie wakes up as a zombie. 
And that's the first time in the comics that you realize, oh, no, 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 you don't have to get bit by a walker to become a zombie. You just have to die, and you're going to become a zombie. And that realization that they all faced right then has got to be just terrifying. Like, well, what, been, that was what are we doing? Cha- that was a game changer, right? Yeah, what are we doing? Because then it's like, okay, we don't have to worry about getting bit or not getting bit. We just can't die. You just can't die. Right, and if I'm dead, shoot me in the head. Hmm. Yeah, so that that scene was really iconic. And then, you know, I had a, there's a couple other ones I like, but I think I'll just stick with those four for this comics. And then the TV series, do you want me to do those? Or do you oh, yeah, to? no, sure, why not? Okay. We got all night. Do we? <laughs> most of the TV series, um, the biggest and most moments that left a biggest impression on me were when characters die. Sure. Because you've really formed an attachment with them. But the first one... Um, Probably when Herschel, when they opened Herschel's barn, that's that scene is amazing. When Shane's like banging on the door to wake up, wake up the zombies and get them all to come out, and they just unload on them. And then Sophia, the girl that they've been looking for all season, comes out as a walker, and they're like, "Oh shit! Look, look! We've been trying to do this, and it's been futile." You know, yeah. and so they have to kill her. That one's really tough. And then when Lori dies, and Carl has to shoot her. That's rough too, because just think that's when Carl really loses his innocence in the TV show. Instead of being shot in the face, he has to kill his own mom and shoot her in the head because she's she just gave birth to Judith, who didn't survive in the comics, but in the TV series she does. And it's just I don't I don't know that you could do that. I mean, I think maybe in that situation you you would be half you'd have to, but as a ten year old boy, that's a really tough decision to make. Like my mom is bleeding out, I've got to shoot her in the head so that she doesn't come back as a walker tough well it is tough but i think the the whole rational thought uh that you try to apply to these situations you're not thinking within the actual context of this uh, of their actual situation sure and so yes it would be tough i don't know that i can put myself in that situation well you can't yeah you can't right um yeah I'm going to let you finish because, uh, again, I'm going to go off on a tangent. (laughs) And then uh, Herschel. Herschel was annoying on the farm. But once I got to the prison, I really liked him a lot. And he turned it. He was kind of like the voice of reason because Dale was dead. And so Herschel had to be like that voice like, hey, you know, humanity is not all lost. Let's not forget who we are and what makes us human. And then he gets beheaded in front of his daughters. Like sweet. Beheaded. Head cut off. But they don't kill his brain. So his head becomes a walker. Mm. Just ahead, so Michonne mm. has to come back and stab him in the head. But that scene is heart wrenching, and a little Ned Stark, a little bit, a little Ned Stark yeah. action going yeah. on there. And then my two favorite scenes: um, Carol kills Lizzie, and Lizzie, Lizzie's a young girl, and goes crazy and kills her sister. So they're like, you know what? This girl can't live anymore. She's a danger to everyone. We have to kill her. So Carol takes her out into a field, and like old Yeller style. <laughs> Executes her. She's like, look, and the line is, "Look at the flowers, Lizzie." Which you know, look at the pretty flowers, Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Boom! Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> so, and then this last season, uh, I've only watched to the mid season finale because I didn't, I couldn't handle it after this episode. I have them all DVR, so I'm gonna watch them. Did, did you? You needed a break. I needed a break, but it was Beth. Beth dying was more than I could really handle because it was like the Sophia thing. They were working this whole time to find Beth, rescue her. And they find her and she's alive. 
So they see her and they're doing a prisoner transfer. And during the prisoner transfer, they shoot her in the head. Like it was an accident. Kind of maybe. <laughs> kind of ma- maybe. maybe. But she's dead. And then her and Daryl had had this really good bond. And Beth had really made Daryl come alive and get rid of some of his demons. And Daryl just is bawling, like bawling. And that was just heartbreaking because Daryl's like, Rick's cool and everything, but Daryl is just the man. Daryl is a badass. In, in the show. And he's not even in the comics. No. And and his, just seeing him cry, like carrying Beth out of the hospital dead, just crying was, yeah, couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. That, that was probably the worst death scene. And then she was on The Talking Dead after that, talking about dying on the show and she just started crying like you know i'm gonna miss all my friends and my life and this it was really real to me and so it was tough and then you know chris hardwick proving that he's a jackass just wouldn't shut up and let her talk he's like oh no no it's okay it's okay here's some tissue i'm like shut up let her talk you're ruining this for me and which is one of the reasons that i don't like him you don't like you don't like the nerdist do you i'll listen to the nurse if it's a good guess but i would be fine if he wasn't on the show wow so, but that's okay. Those are my favorite moments from the show. And the, I mean, there's a lot of really, really good moments for the, from the show. I mean, you could have a list of 30, oh, 40, but I those th- are the ones that have really resonated with me. Well, I mean, they have an after show called The Talking Dead. Yes, they there's, do. There's, I don't know how many Walking Dead podcasts. Too many. They're, they're, and we're going to join their ranks. Uh, but we're going to be different. You know why? Because there will be no. Fear the Walking Dead podcast. There will be no other Fear of the Walking Dead podcast that we're on. This is true. So, so <laughs> just from that standpoint, it'll be different. That that is exactly right, and that's all we need to know. Right, but I mean the show. I like both of them, and I've I've read all the comics, and I'm almost done with the show. So, but I like both, and I like the differences, but I like the similarities too. And I think they do a really good job, like we were talking about earlier, of keeping the theme and the setting the same and you just consume them differently. So why do you think the walking dead is so popular? I don't know. I can't figure it out. Um, part of me thinks it has to do with just the zombie craze, but I think they but was sp- there a zombie craze before this came out? Well, I think, you know, it goes like there was a vampire thing for a while with True Blood and Twilight, if you can call that vampires. So they were looking for something new. And I think zombies took over that mantle. But the zombie thing hasn't gone away. So I don't I think it has part to do with it. But I think the biggest thing that The Walking Dead is successful is you feel like that could happen. You feel like that maybe could be reality and you can put yourself in that situation a little bit and think how you would react and question yourself if you were in that situation. I think that's a big part of why The Walking Dead is so successful. So so maybe the zombie apocalypse, if you will, is more probable than vampires than, than the existence of vampires or werewolves or I would think so. What I would consider the sexy creatures yeah, the I mean, sexy monsters because zombies aren't sexy no all. there's nothing about them that are sexy there's nothing about unless them you're, that's glamorous unless you're a necrophiliac then then that's right up your alley and that's a whole different podcast yeah i'm sure there's one out there oh what's that rule god i feel what's like, the rule i don't know what that rule is <laughs> You know, somebody is somebody is looking it up right now. Yeah, they're like, "Whoa!" Really? And that somebody is me. Oh, yeah, I know. Let me hit pause huh. real quick. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
I mean, what kind of guests do you have on that show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Coming is... to you live from the city morgue. <laughs> what? We're going to talk to Barry. <laughs> we'll just call him Barry. <laughs> they may not actually be Barry. A little unresponsive. This is Buck. <laughs> You're livening up a little bit here. Uh, right. Yeah. We're dying here. We're dying here. So, but I think that's a big part of it is that there's maybe some people think that it could happen. And dystopia is super popular now too. So this is just another example of dystopia, like a dystopian future. I think the two are related. I think, yeah, I think, uh, technically I think a zombie apocalypse fits is like a subcategory of dystopia. I would say so. Right? Because yeah. a what, specific type of it. Sure. Yeah. Because what happens even in this universe that the government pretty much shuts down uh, yeah. short, shortly thereafter. Um, so, okay, how long do we think Rick was in a coma? Because that's how this whole thing starts, right? I mean, it, are we talking months? I would think at least two months. I have to be. I was always thinking like, three to five months no more than half a year i don't think but like maybe three to three to six months i would think that he was in a coma do you think it'd be less than that uh it could be it could be uh i guess you know and i don't i don't want to speculate too much i I don't think it could be too terribly long because just the whole no him you know he still has to eat right Right, because he was on life support Yeah. yeah yeah and then he wakes up and there's no one there so he must have been doing pretty good. Right. Uh, but still, the whole sustenance thing is a bit of an issue in my mind. Um, but, I mean, he could have been out for a while before they had to leave. Right. And, and see, you know, that's another thing, too. Uh, well, I'll just I, – I know it's go a little go. off topic, but did this start in one place or would it had to have been everywhere at the same time? I think it would have to be everywhere. I because I, I I've been really trying to kind of wrap my mind around that. Well, I mean, it could be it could be like a normal plague, like maybe one or two people get it and they start dying from it, and then it just spreads real rapidly because that's how like an infectious disease and a plague would work. Is that no? There's I, like a. I understand. I, I guess in my my mind is that if it was it started in like one city, a big city, and it progressed as quickly as it did. Mm-hmm. How do you not quarantine off that city and keep people from getting out? And then, oh, sure. Which, th- they just live over here yeah. in this little area, and the rest of the world is fine. We're just going to drop some napalm real quick and burn everything. Yeah, but you've got Georgia. Yeah. And now we know that it's in LA, LA. But we know that Fear the Walking Dead takes place before. While Rick's in his coma. Well, while he's in his coma. Yeah. So that tells me there's something con- happening concurrently. Right. And, and and would it be big cities like L.A. and Atlanta? I think Atlanta makes from a sh- – so here I'm going to start. Uh, Go ahead. L- little conspiracy theorist in me has to wonder if, you know, is this – is the, we don't know what it is. Is it something natural? Is it something that's designed? Yeah. Because if it's designed, Atlanta would be a great place to hit. With their big international airport, for sure. Well, not only that, but it's the Center for Disease Control. Yeah. So take out you're going to take out mm-hmm. that hub. Um, Part so, of me, and here's, here's a question. Do you want to know where it came from? Because I don't. 
I well, I don't think I care. Ultimately, I think a lot of people want to know what started this and where did it come from, and I think that's missing the point. I don't think that's important. Yeah. No, I, these are just things. I, this is just side sidebars. It's for just me. your brain going. Oh, yeah, just brain going makes me curious to, sure. to see what it's like. But you, you, t- you just now talking about your favorite moments from the comic and favorite moment from moments from the series and how some of these scenes affected you and and then even talking about how actors in the series themselves having it affect them mm-hmm. still way after the fact uh is interesting to me and that's i think is just more proof to the fact that it's not about zombies it's not about the walkers it's about, it's this, about the yeah. human element the human story uh and, and it's, that's fascinating to me and so I, I asked the question why do we think it's popular and i think it's still correct like I, I with you yes i go i i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm not sure why this in particular more than anything else except for i'm fairly confident that it's the human element in mm-hmm. the human story and i think that it's the characters, the 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 way that we have been able to make a connection with them, I think it's because they're telling a story that's essentially a story of nostalgia, mm-hmm. and I think that's what connects people to it. For me personally, that 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 works for me. That's what draws me in. Is this? Um, I mean, a lot of I think a lot of people dismiss nostalgia. I think a lot of people. Uh, don't really give it uh, the emotional credence that it deserves. Oh, sure. But uh, nostalgia, you know, if the very roots of its word, uh, uh, the very roots of its meaning is simply the pain of remembering. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's why it's emotional because we're we we're trying to we're trying to feel out this world where everything has fallen down. The government is gone. The nothing, infrastructure yeah, is gone. Nothing you knew is there. And even you as an individual begin to change. And because you have to. You're forced. You're forced to change. And I think a lot of the, what we identify with and what we have empathy for is the fact that you are yearning and thinking about how things were before. Mm-hmm. And um, that is actually something that I'm really looking forward to Fear the Walking Dead because – we're going to, you know, be, watch, it's going to be even yeah. more confusing because it's not going to be these. I'm sure there will be at some point, but not initially. These gnarly because uh, they haven't decayed uh, yet. Decayed. Yeah. No, we're going to be so freshly gonna, dead. Right. So it's going to be very confusing and very hard to say. Oh, what am I looking at? Other mm-hmm. than you know, this 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 person is trying to to kill me or there's something wrong with trying to eat my face off and it's like your natural response would be well obviously i need to preserve myself but sure maybe this person needs help you know and how how can i help them as opposed to you see something dead and decaying come after you it's like no motherfucker you 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 need to die i need to live here's this pipe Um, to your face so it's it's going to be interesting but that would be my answer to yeah. that question is why do I think it's so popular? Because I think that we, we all can see ourselves and put ourselves into this situation. Sure. If it, it feels more, uh, while not, uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not necessarily probable, 
Probably uh, not. But, well, it is. It, it's plausible. It's plausible. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. It's definitely plausible. Yeah. And we can see ourselves in that situation. So we can identify right. with it. And, and the storytelling, I agree with you, the storytelling that's been done is all about the characters. It's not. And, and this, the end goal is something that every human feels every day. I just want to survive and thrive and live the best life that I can in the situation that I'm in. And that's something that everybody can identify with. You know, when life's hard, you're like, I just got to get through this. I got to get through this and get to the point to where, you know, to where I feel safe and I feel like I'm accomplishing some things and I can, and I can have some comfort. And that's just what they're working for the whole time. And I feel like that's, that's really identifiable with people. That's just a basic human emotion, a human desire is to get to the point to where you feel safe in in your life. So the human story is very, very well done, and the characters are very, very well done and relatable. I agree. What are some of the questions that you've kind of thought of? Feel free to get philosophical. Sure. I mean, the the big question that I think that they ask you know, the whole time right from the beginning is, you know, where does morality come from? Where is your morality defined? Because a lot of the questions and the, the issues that they deal with stem from that, you know, like do the strong survive? Do you protect the weak and fight for the weak? Or do you just let them die and fend for themselves and worry about yourself? When you face other groups of survivors, is it you work together or are you then automatically enemies because there's such limited resources now in this world that you have to, that you have to protect your own and it doesn't matter like, Oh, I'm sorry. We were in a different place when this happened. So you're not in my group. So you're automatically my enemy and I have to kill you. So then the only, the strongest will survive and thrive and the weak basically get left behind, which is not something that you would think about today because we try to protect the weak and defend the weak. And as stronger people, it is our job and duty to protect them. But in this setting, that's not everybody thinks that some people do, but yeah. not everybody does. So that's a really tough question. And it's just morality and humanity in general is thrown into question because maybe the definition of it. I mean, not everybody agrees. Not everybody agrees on it now, but there are rules in place for us to follow so that everybody has the same kind of sense of morality and humanity and what's important. But in that world where there's no governing body, you define it for yourself and the way you define it really defines and kind of controls the way you act and interact with other people. Well, I think we see plenty of examples of the different uh, communities uh, where certain leadership rises up and there's a certain set of values that is yeah. associated with this community. And I think, I think uh, above, above all, we – we know now that our time is finite sure. and we're faced with the fact that death is imminent. And so I think it becomes a, a struggle, a, definitely a power struggle to pass on the values and the beliefs that we have, because I feel like if I can pass that on and that my children or my community of people that I, I shepherd or lead uh, perpetuate and carry those values forward. That is a way that I can sort of live 
on through them and those values that I pass down. And so we see examples of the different of the different communities and how they 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 decide that okay, this is mine. Right. And this is what I'm going to do to protect it. And even if that means becoming cannibals. Right. And and in the comics <laughs> there's been like they just finished this huge arc where it was a war. Yeah. The there was four group the four communities were fighting Nagan's guys because of their differing of the way they viewed the world and who was in charge. And it was really, really well done. And I mean it just ended, so I'm not gonna spoil any of it for you because you may not have read it yet. But those are recent. Yeah. But even with the governor, yeah. You've got uh I mean, you the governor and Rick are really not too terribly different from a leadership style and, oh, no. and, and personal style. Uh, their personality, um, but their beliefs, but their beliefs are com- right. completely different, and and what they act on is completely different. And I just find it interesting that uh, I think it brings out who you. I think a situation like this very quickly brings out who you truly are. Absolutely, and it does. you find out things about yourself that you probably didn't even know and didn't want to know, and probably yes, and you wouldn't admit them to know. yourself. And I think we all have had those situations in our life where we've had some of those defining moments where you you didn't envision yourself being put into a certain situation, but you're thrust into it, and yeah. you come out the other side and you go, "Oh shit, I did not handle that." Oh yeah, there's more than very well. There's more I've than could've... one time I've had to go and apologize to people like you know <laughs> I've could have done that better. Right. I've just I learned a lot about myself and I don't like it. <laughs> but it's interesting to me, and this is something that uh, I don't think I struggle with. But what I I don't know. This is maybe maybe just more of an observation. It's interesting to see how when you have um, I see that I see this more in in parents now than I do in any other oh, situation. That's... I, I, what, what I see is that my, my child is better than any other child and I will do whatever is necessary to ensure that they get the best opportunity and put in the best situation uh, for them to succeed and not just succeed sometimes, but, for them to not have to struggle and not have to be met with frustration or uh, uh, roadblocks, uh, that sort of thing. Sure. And that's interesting to me because uh, I want what's best for my kids, but I'm not going to do something for them that is going to put someone else in jeopardy or make life difficult for someone else. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, having my kids in school now, I've, I've observed this behavior in other parents and it, it irks me, uh, at times. Yeah. That's and not the norm that in, maybe it's just the area we live in, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that's probably a lot. To do there is, we do live in an area while we're not people of privilege per se, we do live in an area where there is a lot of privilege, a lot of privilege, um, where I think, uh, where, where was it? Um, I think it was said that uh, we live in an area that has more uh, antidepressants per capita. Uh, per capita than any other area in, in the U.S. No, maybe the world. The world, yeah. So people, that's that. Uh, that is. A, there's a lot of weight behind that because that actually just saying that just now makes me very sad. It does because people. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, and I think, and that's another great thing about The Walking Dead is that. Through all these struggles, 
that these people have gone through, they're able to keep their humanity and their beliefs intact, and they have each other. And I feel like that's but not at, But not at all times, though. Yeah, they lose it, but then they come back to it. Because Rick lost his mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking to back. people that are dead on the phone. I mean, that fucker, <laughs> fucker's gone. Gone. You know, like, oh, hey, Lori, hey, I know you're dead, and you just got shot through the chest with our baby, but... I'm talking to you on this phone that's not plugged into anything because there's no infrastructure. Yeah. And I, but like you said, it's, it's kind of, I think parenting is the, the true, not the true test, but it's when I realized more about myself than any other time in my life is when I became a parent because you see how selfish you are. You see what you really believe. And then you can see that reflected in your children because they reflect back what you believe. And sometimes you're like, Oh shit! shit. <laughs> yeah. Very much. You're like, oh, gotta gotta work on that. Ooh. But the the questions that the Walking Dead asked, and you know, I always feel weird talking about like, you know, I feel like the Walking Dead has helped me maybe think about some things that I wouldn't think about before. But it's true. The questions that you ask, and it's not just the Walking Dead specifically, but the questions that are asked in the Walking Dead. If you take the time to think about them and process them for yourself you really can learn a lot about yourself and maybe some things that you need to work on or some things that you don't know yet about yourself that you need to define a little better. And I mean, that's what it's supposed to do. And I think it does a good job of that. If you take the time to let it do that. I agree. But it sounds weird to say like, Hey, this zombie apocalypse comic. Everything I needed to learn about being an adult in a productive member of society. I learned from watching the walking dead carry around a crossbow <laughs> at all times don't shower that's right <laughs> but oh the cannibal thing i really i'm glad you brought that up because that that's a question that i just don't think i could ever do that i don't know that there's any situation where i could do that and another thing you know you're not, you're not in that world but i that i think is a complete loss of humanity when you start viewing other humans as food that humanity is just gone. And we're not talking about someone running around like an old, uh, uh, you know, Three Stooges or episode no, no. or a cartoon where they look like the big butterball turkey. No, no, where they're no. Walking around. no it's, it's just <laughs> they, they call themselves the hunters and they try to find other survivors on the road and stuff like that and catch them and come back and they eat them and they keep them alive while they're eating them. Like they'll cut off your leg and eat your leg in front of you. Well, how else would you do that? Well, I get it. Like you, you've got to, you got to save the meat. Mm. It'll st- grow back. Yeah, right. I feel, Just it, let it heal. It'll right. grow back. Right. Well, you don't Just want cut a steak off. You don't want the meat to turn. Oh no! Because otherwise, it's a time limit. Oh, you get that fever meat. Yeah, but if you if you let <laughs> if you let the human stay alive for the three weeks you're eating him, oh, you yeah. know, it's still tender yeah, and fresh, so blood going through it. Oh yeah, that's oh, wet, wet aged. I'm gonna throw up mm. in my mouth right now. <laughs> but that. That's a huge question. How do you not become a sociopath in this situation? Well, and how would you trust the other people around you? You can't. Like, you oh, can't. we haven't found anybody in four weeks. Uh, looks like Harry's got to go this week. Well, what about the animals, though? You know, I mean, they, where are they all gone? I mean, you can't you can't find animals to consume. They they probably have free reign in places that you know because. In the show, they, they, they haven't been any zombie animals or walker animals, have they? I don't think so. Maybe a crow. I think a crow was in a the crow. show because it was eating the rotten flesh and became a zombie. Interesting. But it, that maybe the virus isn't passed to animals. 
I don't know. Hmm. Or however. We're going we're gonna to get off topic. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to talk we, about We don't want to get off topic. I mean, because a zombie <laughs> panther, that's some scary shit. Zombie, like, oh, man. Zombie apex predator. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, how nope. How about a zombie shark? Like a zombie great white. Well, I mean, something faster than you that's a zombie? No, no. Done. No, no. <laughs> Done. I mean, could you imagine as like a whole Walker Zoo? Oh, my God. Fucking silverback coming after oh, you. Yeah. Fucking giraffe and <gasps> elephant. <laughs> zombie cobra just like. Oh. And so part of the skin is rotting, so you feel like it's vertebrae just digging into you while it's. Oh. Oh. What are we doing? I don't know. Ooh. Where did we go? <laughs> Off on a tangent. Where did we go? And I like it. But it's just a terrifying world to live in. And not, and I don't think the zombies are the scariest part. I walk out into a field where the zombie meerkats and prairie dogs just pop up <laughs> out of the ground. Oh, just a rabbit, just a rabbit chasing you with his little teeth. Teeth, squirrels, pointy teeth. Oh, look at the bones! <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't eat them. You couldn't eat it. No, no. I mean, tainted meat, right? But yeah, it's just terrifying, terrifying world. And (laughs) and I like the fact that the zombies are really a background because as they go through the series, they don't even care about the zombies. Like in season five, they're walking through the hospital building, and the walkers come out, and they just don't even care. They just walk over like, here you go, this one through the head. Oh, here I'm gonna hit you in the head with the pipe, and like whatever. You don't even scare me anymore. But the fact that there's people in there, that's why they have their guns up. Like, ah, we're trying to assault this hospital to save our people. Who cares about the walkers? So, yeah, they have guns. They have a leader that is a law enforcement officer. They've got another leader that is a hunter, a survivalist, if you will, and someone they, that knows how to take care of himself, knows how to right. live off the land. Mm-hmm. Fear the walking dead. We have none of those things. A teacher we have a teacher and a guidance counselor. A guidance counselor, a junkie, and a high school. Uh, well, I guess they're both in high school, right? The the boy and the girl both yeah. in high school because they're brother sister, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. Uh, no one else in this series, at least the main character wise, uh, seems to have any capability or are learned in fighting skills. Those city folk, I don't know how they're going to make it. And <laughs> that is going to be interesting. I think the transformation for them is going to be even more stark than it has been for the survivors in The Walking Dead. And I'm interested to see it. I agree. Uh, so... August 23rd. Yeah. Um, we are going to, I guess we decided that we're not going to, it's, part of me wanted to watch it and then record while we watched it again, but it would be kind of difficult with commercials and things like that. So I think we'll just do a recap. And we did that. Remember the time we saw Age of Ultron and then recorded right after? No, that oh, that out. didn't work out. That didn't work out. So that well. no work is so good. <laughs> yeah. We were okay that that one got deleted. <laughs> um, so no, I'm really looking forward to. It. I'm really stoked for the series. Uh, I, I really, I feel like there's been a lot of a lot of buzz 
uh, coming out of yeah. this. It's, it's already been picked up for its second season, which I right. think is 15 episodes. Mm-hmm. So the way that we're going to do it is this podcast for is going to be in seasons. And so we're yeah. going to do the first season. We're going to play right along. Uh, obviously, we're going to have a prelude episode, which, haha, you've been listening to. Two birds, one stone, you might say. <laughs> Ooh, I hope they feel like – you don't feel like we just, like, pull the wool over your eyes, do you? No, I no. think they could tell. They could tell. Yeah. Where we're building. I, we have some intelligent listeners. Okay. Um, we have some not intelligent <laughs> listeners. No, I'm just kidding. Do we? No. Not anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I've been duped. I'm done with this. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> right. Fuck those guys. That's pussy-ass bullshit. <laughs> pussy-ass bullshit. I didn't want to – uh, season one will consist of six episodes, and yeah. uh, I don't know if we've decided uh, since it's going to be on Sunday nights. I think we might actually drop this one on Tuesdays and push the regular show back to Thursdays. Thursdays. Uh, we don't want to get into many details uh, on because that we haven't bore you with yet. the details. <laughs> no, but um, no, hey, I, so I'm all about transparency. Transparency is important. It is. Uh, so let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead a little bit. Go for um, it. Do we want to talk about, um, well, the most recent trailer look makes it look really interesting to me. Okay. Yes, it does. Uh, so I guess maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, and then I guess any other housekeeping that we need to do, uh, I feel like we need to talk a little bit more just because, you know, we're calling the episode Fear the Walking Dead. And, well, we, we've we kept good on most of that promise. Yeah. It's been mostly Walking Dead up until now. But. That was the Walking Dead. Uh, so L.A. looks to be pretty normal. Uh, we, we've got a family setting. Well, uh, blended family. They're trying to blend the family. family. So there's that dynamic, which makes it more complicated. Makes it. Infinitely more complicated because right, they could throw into question like who do you who do you pick like because they're not married and that's not their kids so do you take your kid or the other kid the other person's kids like I think that's going to be called into question for sure because like I don't care about that kid that kid's an idiot get him out of here I want my kid to stay so I think that well, let's break down the the preview do it trailer and then if you want to talk about anybody in the cast if Probably there's not. Any, no because they're recognizable, but not people that are like, you know, you don't want big stars. No, for sure. No. So what I like is we're going to, we're going to open with in this series with seeing people being freshly turned Mm -hmm. and just that scene where the junkie, uh, I forget his name. Names aren't important in a prelude no. episode because no. we haven't seen the show yet. Right. We'll know the names when it's And important. they actually, did you know they've changed the names? Like all the main characters, they've changed them at least once. That probably so is fine. So I don't feel comfortable in naming names until oh, right. I actually watch I'm episode. not going to name drop. That's just not what I do. But he, dude wakes up in a, looks like an old church. Where else would you get high? I don't know. It's probably the Sensate Church. It is the Sensate Church. He's being birthed. Oh, Daryl Hannah is birthing him. <laughs> Daryl Hannah is the cause of the of the zombie. Zombie. Part. Yeah. It's it's, it's it full circle. Now, yeah. It's all full circle. Sensate is who we have to thank for the Walking <laughs> Dead. That's all we have to thank them for. <laughs> um. So, yeah, he wakes up from the his he, from seeing, his high. Yes, seeing someone getting chomped on. And he just books it. 
He right. books it like, oh shit, her dad just got home right. and he knows something's not right. Let me get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, I don't need my clothes. No, I don't, keep I don't need my shoes. Keep those. I just need my wallet. And I just, I, if it's swinging, it's swinging. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here I am. <laughs> but at least I'm alive. Live to scronk another day. That's what I always <laughs> exactly. say. Exactly. But that shit rhymed. But nobody, nobody <laughs> believes him. And you know, well, he's a junkie. Why would you believe him? But even, even the people that, and that. So we go from that scene. There's a lot of people, they're seeing videos on the internet and YouTube, and they're like, this is fake. This is fake. This is fake. There's it's no a viral video. Yeah. Because that's totally the way that would re- we would react. Oh, exactly. You're like, nah. People, oh, come on. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. I don't believe this shit. He's high on something. Right, right. And so just seeing a YouTube video, you're like, that's not real. That's cool and everything, but that's not real. So there's a lot of disbelief before there starts to be acceptance. And that's fascinating about the series is just to see the disbelief even when you're faced with facts and reality and until you actually see things with your own eyes you don't believe it you know because a youtube video isn't always the most trusted source but when they in the preview they see it with their own eyes and that's when they're like oh shit this might be real we may have a problem uh you can already tell that the brother and sister are going to be at odds oh yeah um which is fine I thought this is something interesting. I don't know if this is a little uh, foreshadowing. Perhaps. Uh, when the, when uh, the main female character, the counselor, goes mm-hmm. to school, someone mentions to her, oh, you're here today. I'm surprised. There have been a lot of people, a lot of kids sick, sick today. Thought you were a victim. Thought you were a victim of that. Victim. And so you see, you see some of the kids, like their heads down on their desk mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like, hmm. Is that is that is that just uh, them painting a picture of the fact that it's happening, or is it going to hit some of the younger people first? I don't know. It's just interesting. We'll we'll see how that plays out. Um, But you know, hey, things spread pretty quick at school. I mean, you know, you want your kid to get sick, send them to school. school. If you want to get other kids sick, send Send your your sick kid to school. (laughs) And then people do that. Uh, so th- people do that, and I think that would be a problem if anything like this happened. They do do that because I there's, go that work. Sel- there's that selfish thing again. Yeah, no, I have to go to work. I can't afford to take a day off. And you, but no, honestly, some people can't afford to take a no, day. No, I get off. it. And so, and so it's not just a selfish thing. Sometimes it's Other, a necessity. It is a necessity. Yeah. Except for, I would argue that collectively society has turned it into a necessity and we've at some point bought into uh, certain lies. Sure. Uh, and I will call them that. Well, and, it's just another proof that people think that family isn't as important as it is. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in uh, almost any situation or circumstance, like family is not what's important. You know, I'm more important than that. People need to get their priorities straight. So we also see them fleeing. Yes. Uh, don't know where they're going, but they right. meet up with some other characters that are, that, are, that, are, that look like they're going to be main characters uh, as well. Which is okay. Because um, it would get boring with just the same five people. R- Ruben Bla- Blades is the most recognizable yeah. uh, for me, but he's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Old school character actor. Um, it, it looked like they were seeking shelter. They were going to about to clo- close up their shop or something Can you like that. Let us in? Just let us in. And there was that moment of, but they were separated. 
They were. They were, and they were on the phone. Right. Uh, Where uh, are you? We're just hunkering down, like, we need to get... And then the 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 main the main characters uh, the, not the together. who are I think they're engaged actually yes if I'm a red correctly. at least living together like just moving Travis together, yeah and Menawa that's his last name it okay is. so the main character is Travis what's the lady's name I don't know uh, I don't know either Sorry, I bet I, you if I, I looked it up I bet if you looked it up you could Madison. Find. Travis and Madison. They are engaged. Travis and Madison. They are separated. You see that in the trailer because mm-hmm. they're on the phone. So that's interesting. Okay, I don't know why how they got separated there, but uh, we're going to see th- how that I plays out. I'm probably, I mean, I'm assuming that Travis went to get his kids because you know his son, his son is on the phone. Like, sure, Dad, make me come over. You know, I don't mm. want to. You're going to make me do it. So I think they were separated at that point. Okay, but. Even with Rick, when Rick woke up, he goes to find Lori and Carl. That's all he's motivated. I think in that situation, you would go find that person. Like, hey, we're separated. I'm not leaving without you. And so that's. I think that's going to be probably a whole episode of them trying to get together before they flee. Because they're not going to flee without each other at this point. Yeah, so obviously the infrastructure is still in place. The government and the authorities are going to watch it fail. They're te- this is going to be this is going to be fascinating. Uh, obviously, they were giving people instructions on what they need to do, not unlike an emergent state of emergency, whether it be hurricanes coming, right. you know, hit the road, get out, uh, or or uh, what do you call it, uh, bunker, hunker, hunker, and hunker down. Um, so that's going to be interesting because that's not something that we've seen in this universe before, and a lot of and people put a lot of faith in the government and infrastructure that we have in place and to watch the realization of it failing it's just gonna it's gonna be mind-blowing that is gonna be mind-blowing because i think it's going to force us to contemplate uh how we would react in that situation because honestly um i think that we should actually this is oh man i'm gonna get some mail on this one hopefully um i mean you're doing something right that's right mail uh it may not all be hate mail. I may get some crazies. I think it's actually the scenario of your government failing you is something that you should think about. Yes. I think you should map. I think it's not unlike uh, mapping out the escape route for uh, if your house or a building is on fire. Absolutely. And where you're going to muster. I think this is something that every unit, whether it's family, work, friends, whatever community you're in uh, of people that you know, love and trust. I think this is something that you need to think about and, and, and put something, a plan in place. Absolutely. Is. Um, why? Because we're not animals and yeah. I don't think it's wrong for me. Uh, I know some people kind of look at me funny when I have this conversation with them, but that's why you don't talk to those I, people. Uh, these are the these are the same people that don't worry about buying insurance and things like yeah. that. And I'm like, well, let me ask you something. Can you buy insurance when you need it? After you need it? Right. No. No, no, no. That's not how any of this works. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with having a plan in place. I don't think you need to be um, these these crazies that run around saying well, with that, the, that that with their go- fallout shelters and yeah I had oh gosh I had, I had an uncle and they that, paint their nails because of 
I don't know. Why would they paint their nails? Now I'm intrigued. Why would they paint their nails? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I what was, the hell are you talking about? I was watching about? a Doomsday Prepper thing, and they say they all paint their nails because I don't remember the reason, but they all had painted nails, and they had like a reason. And I'm like, do you mean like using the the that specific polish that helps strengthen your nails? Uh, no, it was like a, a bright green or something. Maybe it's so you glow in the dark, and so people can see you coming. I don't remember, but I was just like, why would you do that now? I'm going to bring the nail polish with you. And in case you need it, paint your nails. Why would you bring it up if you didn't know really what it was for? I I'm guess. sorry. Why did you? Okay. You didn't have I to point know. it out. <laughs> you could have just let it go. I just let have. it go. Next but time. I, I don't. Next time. I don't let anything. No, but I mean, you, you should have a plan <laughs> for sure. You should have a plan and you should talk to certain people that you want to spend the rest of your life with trying to survive. That Then you just have a plan and... The people so that this are just the Doomsday Preppers podcast now. No, I mean that's just that's just <laughs> life in general. Like people need to know what kind of plans you have in place, and like you said, you, you need to have insurance. You need to have that kind of stuff in case you need it. And so, in case you need it, there should be a plan in place. It's better than having to react. Be proactive instead of reactive. It's 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 not unlike having margin. Right. I mean, that's exactly what that is. Sure. Is you need to live within that margin and know that you have. A plan in place and have some cushion, and but it's going to be fascinating to watch because you know people don't do that, and it irks no. me to no end that people just go about scurry about living hand to mouth, mm-hmm. uh, not worrying about the future. I, I, I will give them don't don't stay awake at night worrying about the future, but prepare for it always, but live in the present. And not enough people do that, so it's going to be interesting to to watch that happen because just, people are going to just like, they're just going to crumble. Right. They're just going to they're just going to sit down in the middle of the road and say, "Fuck it, I'm done." Right, <laughs> I'm done. Some people will because I mean, and I think that'll be fascinating to watch too. Like some people will are not going to be able to handle it. They're not going to be able to handle the change and where life has gone and how hard it's going to be and your survival instincts are not going to kick in. They're going to kick in for a little bit, and but you're going to be like, this is too hard. I don't want to do this. And they're going to give up. And I think that would happen in any situation. There's going to be people that are just like, you know what? This is too much. I don't want to do it anymore. So fear the walking dead. August 23rd. Yes. And then so new podcast shortly thereafter. Could be a day. Could be two days. Who knows? It's going to be... We'll see. It's going to be fun. Why it's wouldn't a, it be fun? Right. I'm excited. I'm it excited. We've talked for a long time about doing another We're show. We actually do it. I know. Which is exciting. Yeah. We don't talk about Who it. Who knows what be- this is going to lead to? Who knows, indeed. But we want, just like the Nth cast, we want you guys to interact with the new podcast as well. Please so do. if you have any insights... Uh, anecdotes, thoughts. Uh, if you think we were so wrong, <laughs> that's fine. Please tell us. Uh, yeah, we love it when people uh, think that they're disagreeing with us. And you, you, it's you are people. well within your right to be wrong. Right. It's this is our humble so. but correct opinion. <laughs> uh, so, so if you enjoy our podcast hubris, <laughs> you got to have hubris, right? Uh. <laughs> uh Listen in, because it's coming. Please do. But in the meantime, uh, make sure you email me, josh at 
nthcast.com or jd at nthcast.com or you can reach me on twitter at nthcast or me at nthcast metal this has been josh for the nthcast and i'm jd and reminding you if you're gonna do something do Do it it to to the the nth degree. degree